0: To another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombas with Bill Evening and the Boar.
1: Exciting yet somber, somber as uh, we discuss uh, the epic matchup that was Ohio State versus Georgia, and unfortunately, the Buckeyes fall oh so short, forty-two to forty-one. Uh, quite the swing of emotions of that game uh, a lot to get to. Uh, where would you like to start first?
0: I don't know. I mean there is there is so much uh, to get to. Uh, I think um, the first thing that I think of is how do I feel about this game you know relative to how I felt, let's say you know after the Clemson 2019 game or let's say uh, how I felt after, the uh, national championship game with um with alabama or you know how i felt after they lost to michigan last year this year and you know the one key thing about all of those by the way is is pretty obvious right they're all some of the biggest games in these each of these past few years right um and so if you racked and stacked those and all losses of course this would feel like, I want, it, I want to say that it feels like the best of them. Um, but, I don't know, there's just something missing about it. Uh, because I go back to the 2019 game, and ironically, now I haven't had a chance to look at these things side by side yet. Um, But I... You know, the big thing, and we'll get to this, obviously, in a little bit. I won't dwell on it here, but the big thing, obviously, is the um, no-targeting call. Um, but a lot of parallels have been drawn between it and um, the targeting call that we had against Clemson in 2019. And if you look at them, they look very similar. So why was it targeting against us and, you know, not targeting against um, uh, um Georgia, this time around. It is bizarre. Um, but at the end of the day, still something. I don't know. Uh, 2019, I go back to that game. I think that team, honestly, in my opinion, was the best team in the country. I think they it would have been a great game. The game that we just had against Georgia, that's the type of game I, I envisioned we would have had with LSU and made the best team win. Right? I felt that strongly about our team. Um, and and this year, uh, it, it's hard because we almost won, probably should have won. Um, took the mighty Georgia, uh, to, to the very end of the game. And it just still felt like we're doing the same things over and over again. Yeah, we looked a lot better, but, um, you know, it just felt like those things that we've been talking about. And, and, and again, not just in our preview of this game, or the preview of the Michigan game, but for now, maybe a couple of years running. You know, we're talking about the same things over and over again, and those things uh, cause them to lose this game. Um, but on the flip side of it, how must you feel, how must you feel if you're Georgia, uh, because you know this vaunted defense that Ohio State made look silly, Marvin Harrison made look silly. You know, Ryan Day says, "Hey, it did." Uh, make a difference in the game. Now I, I'm sad that he said that because it shouldn't. You got Julian Fleming. You got Egbuka, who I think um, were ranked higher than Harrison, a lot higher than Harrison. Um, you know they're they're good receivers. You know why aren't we getting more from them? Why why is it that you know we want to blame the Michigan loss on you know not having JSN all year? Why is it we want to blame? Um, the Georgia loss because, you know, Harrison got knocked out of the game. You know, at that point, you know, we're still, it's still our game, you know. So um, it, it, that's why I say it's hard. There's so many things. There's so many things to dissect with this that, frankly, I don't think we're probably going to do it here right now. Well, we'll probably be talking about it for a while. Um, but at the end of the day, I certainly don't feel as bad as I did with our Michigan loss or either of the Michigan losses. I, I don't feel uh, as badly as I did with the um, uh, national championship loss because we just basically didn't show up for you know two and a half quarters of that game. Um, I don't know. Back over to you as I think about it some more. I feel
1: a little bit differently, to be honest, uh, because we should have won that game. And had we won that game, there's no doubt in my mind we would have been national champions. Not to say TC wouldn't have been a tough test because they would have been.
0: Well, well, hold on, right? But, but what I would say to that is, if Coach would have put me in in fourth quarter, we wouldn't. We would <laughs> have won state. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's right? It's that, just what I thought. I thought of Uncle Rico when you said "no doubt in your mind." We, we should have. <laughs> sorry. It is true, though. Would have been champions, no doubt in my mind.
1: That's right. No doubt in my mind. uh, Because they brought it all together. And, and, you know, when we originally talked in our preview, uh, we talked about those things that happened, especially in the offensive side of the ball, that needed to happen if they were going to win the game. And they all happened. You know, and truthfully, uh, especially after, you know, Ohio State went up, multiple scores, you know, especially, especially that one throw to Harrison where C.J. had a lot of pressure. He escaped it in the pocket, you know, threw it slightly on the run to Harrison in the end zone. Uh, I thought we were going to win the game. Yeah. You know, C.J. Stroud played the game of his life. hit the game of his life. Not only that, the offensive line, first of all, shout out to the offensive line, the interior especially, played a hell of a game. Uh, Georgia got there a couple times, but for the most part, uh, their defensive line, did nothing against us. CJ had a great time to throw. Yes. And, uh, you know, you leave Marvin Harrison getting double teams. Uh, Ohio state was just picking apart Georgia just picking them apart. Yes. And, you know, even though I know Stetson had, you know, a similar number of attempts and actually more yardage, CJ did play better. Uh, because frankly, Georgia's defense was, was still better, even though, right. uh, they gave up 40 points. And so, yeah, the offense did everything it needed to do. And that's why I was extremely confident that we would win that game. And I guess I should have shut my mouth in the preview because I didn't have the score, right, but I thought Ohio state would do enough with an opportunity to win the game. They would lose a heartbreaker. And sure enough, Ohio state loses a heartbreaker. Uh, by one point, you know, they cover the spread, uh, I really thought they could win this game. I didn't know if they could bring everything together to win the game. And that's what I said in the preview. They did. They did. Uh, You know, so so shout out to Georgia. I mean, look, it's a a great team. And they do what champions do, right? They're back squarely against the wall, down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and they come roaring back. Uh, And so I'm upset from the fact because this is one we let slip away uh you talk about other seasons uh there's a lot of other what if seasons but this one this one hurts because i i think we probably would have been national champions had we won that game
0: oh yeah oh yeah i mean no doubt yeah no doubt in my mind we would have been national champions um yeah, obviously it's easy to say that, but it did have going into the fourth quarter. For me, it did have uh, some of the markings of um, the uh, the Bama game in 2014. It had that kind of feeling to it. You know, nice dome stadium, um, similar turf, uh, SEC team um, doing battle, you know, falling behind, getting ahead, pulling ahead, they coming back, you know, it just it kind of felt like that a bit. And then, uh, frankly, TCU similarly felt like Oregon's, because I think people forget that, right? Oregon was up against uh, the defending national champion Florida State in uh, the playoffs, and, 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 you know, the assumption was Florida State was going to win that game. So it was an upset, you know, and Oregon drilled them. Oregon ripped them a new hole. And... Um, but it kind of had a similar feeling TCU upsetting uh, upsetting Michigan. and so I it kind of had that feeling going into the fourth quarter I, I had sent a, a text to you know the gang and I'm like, uh, hey, I'm starting to feel it this feeling I, I wanted to wait until the fourth quarter, but uh, I'm starting to feel it you know and then all of a sudden, wow, <laughs> you know the, that defense that um, yeah we, we the, the secondary and and those things that we've been talking about, then they reared their uh, their ugly head.
1: yes they did and still a lot of you know similar issues that we talked about and uh defense still played decent uh you know they were the the defensive line was actually able to get a little bit of pressure uh on Stetson they had some tackles for loss uh but they weren't able to sustain it i think you know the couple times that ohio state had tackles for loss or sacks and you know on first down uh they were able to Uh, Complete that first down, and I think they end up scoring a touchdown on both of those drives, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and even even with the pressure, you know, they did a good job of allowing Sensen not to run the ball. But the times they didn't, uh, that middle of the field was wide open, and you know, you could tell a a difference. Uh, There was a lot more zone this game, which is fine. Uh, We just we don't have the guys in the secondary like we used to. Well, a couple guys played
0: pretty good. Yeah, but. Just and I'm sorry, but just a very quick aside. You know, a lot made about that, right? Being being aggressive and pressing, and you know, getting beat deep. Uh, but then also here now, you know, going more to zone, leaving that middle open, etc. Um, the problem with it is is the recurring problem that that we talked about all year and it was still an issue in this game, was that Ohio State has a terrible red zone defense. It's terrible. And so I, you know, that giving up over the middle in a zone like that only works if you have a really good bend-don't-break defense and a good, you know, that basically is is punctuated with a strong red zone defense, which we just don't have. And so, uh, you know, I wasn't too thrilled with with some of that because they did get to the red zone by doing that, and they did score easily when they got to the red zone. So it was kind of a, you know, pick your poison, frankly. Right. Hey, I can't take
1: you know anyway anything away from Ohio State. It, as much as the loss hurts, they still scored forty-one uh, on Georgia. I think that's only the. I want to say fifth time uh, in the past two, three years that uh, Georgia has allowed like more than 40 points. Yeah. They played well.
0: And... Yeah, and from that perspective, I feel pretty know, no, good because no fo- uh, it... it <laughs> It goes back to the SEC bias, and everybody thinks the SEC is this almighty thing. And I do think, now, number one, I don't know the veracity of this this apparent grad student who you know, uh, emailed Ohio State, said, you guys were the better team, and I am impressed that you kept Marvin Harrison out uh, for concussion protocol, blah, blah, blah. Could be true, and that's great. Uh, the point I'm really trying to make is... is I don't think it was just Ohio State fans that stepped away from that game thinking that Ohio State is absolutely on par with any SEC team. right? I think that conversation, if it was really out there, can be put to bed. It's very clear that Ohio State can stand toe-to-toe with any SEC team, so let's not make them out to be more wonderful than they than they are. Right? Uh, so that felt good because I, I do believe people uh, that aren't, aren't Ohio State fans and, and, and etc. cetera um, will probably walk away with that. The, the, yes, this is the team they were generally hyped up to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, uh, I was very confident that Ohio State com- would come out and they would have a game plan ready. And they did. Uh, Ryan Day was pumped up on the sideline. I think the most I've ever seen it pumped up. Uh, and they were ready to go. And uh, I thought that was coming. Uh, not necessarily to the degree, degree that it did, uh, but it did. And that was good to see right off the bat. And yeah, in reality, uh comes down to you know a few calls here and there. Uh, obviously, that timeout was a big one. Uh, that fake punt that they snapped, yeah, uh, seemed like they got it off, but you know, you do the replay, it looks like you may have called timeout right in time. It's tough to, you know, it's, it's a tough call. Uh, that was going to be a first down, you know, obviously you look at the targeting, which I think it should have st- stood, you know, trying to look at it. Non-biased. I think even Marvin Harrison himself said that, um, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a, a dirty hit, but even still, uh, it was a dirty hit. Even if the, we can argue to Georgia we're blue in the face
0: um, as to whether or not it was targeting, but that was right. a dirty hit. And um, but even yeah, yeah. even so, even if the Georgia guy led with his shoulder,
1: he still hit Marvin Harrison directly in the head. Exactly, and he didn't. He didn't hit, his helmet didn't hit the ground. He was still stunned, right? So how could he be stunned and knocked out if he didn't get hit, you right. know, directly, if, if there wasn't forcible uh, blunt contact right. to the head and neck area? Well. And, and there was. And so it from that aspect, even if it wasn't targeting, there should have been some personal foul. Yes. Uh, and they should have had the ball first and goal. So well. no matter what you want to call it, it that should have been the call.
0: Yeah. And so, so this particular thing I, I did want to kind of treat as, you know, its own conversation in this, in this uh, episode, because, um, you know, first I'm going to say the same thing I said in 2019, um, you know, we did not lose to Clemson because the refs overturned uh, that particular call. It, it was devastating. Absolutely. But, you know, there were other things that we should have done, could have done, and we should have won that game, right? Um, Similarly, we didn't lose the game because of the targeting. Um, The way Georgia marched down the field at will um, on a few of those drives, that's one of the reasons we lost the game. I think the deeper reason we lost the game, and I'll come back to it, is yet again we got out-coached. But coming back to the targeting, the, this is a little different from the call in the Clemson game because in the Clemson game it was about an, a, 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 was it a fumble recovery, basically, um, for a touchdown that they overturned. And, yeah, to me and to a lot of people that aren't even Ohio State fans, it was obvious that it should not have been overturned. But this one goes to a deeper issue, and I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, when I have to go through and submit the episode to be published, you know, I have to say whether or not it has explicit content, and I'm going to say right now, this one I'm going to have to check is explicit, and oh my I am not going to say the person's name, um, because that's not fair. People will know who I'm talking about anyway, but that person, um, that sits in to talk about the reviews, the ref, right? Um, I seriously think he's the biggest dumbass on the face of the planet. He was defending that in, in, the thing is, is if I have to hear the kind of stupidity that comes out of a mouth like that again, I'm going to go berserk. He actually said well, you know, he didn't touch him with the helmet. I'm like, as punctuation, they always use as punctuation to every sentence about targeting. Well, you know, it's put in for the safety of the players. You know, that, that, that BS about that, that, that crap that they say all the time. It's about the safety of the players, right? That's why, that's why we have this, you know. BS, dude. I mean, come on. The whole point is to prevent exactly what happened. The guy had to go into concussion protocol because of a hit that was egregious. It was an egregious hit to his head. I don't give a crap if the defender's helmet didn't touch his. He jammed his shoulder to the guy's head. That is why it's different, because we talk about the stupid targeting calls every freaking year. And the thing is, why people are so angry is because these idiots, and the crap that comes out of their mouth when they try to explain this stuff, and they wonder why everybody is ticked off about the stupidity of targeting. Okay. I got that rant out of the way. And I did that rant (laughs) without mentioning the SEC. Oops, shit, I just did it. And there's the explicit content.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, even... Even that aside, it's because they're so inconsistent. You know, if if you had 10 other games where that exact thing happened, you know, half of them probably would have called it, half of them wouldn't have, and that's the main issue. Uh, there's no consistency, especially between the conferences, uh, that you have, you know, these plays that are reviewed and called. There's just no consistency, and I think that's the real issue, uh, is that it's so... Uh, subjective you know kind of a, at the time of what you see they have vague rules and you can as long as they somewhat fit or don't fit within those vague rules you can call it either way well, but the, and, and that's that just it that they make
0: them so vague but the part of the problem is is when they use the language like you know this is for the, the, the safety of the players blah 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 and then they put language in there like the crown of the helmet then it, it tells you that they're blithering idiots, right? Because you're saying in one sentence that this is about the safety of the players. And then basically you're writing the rule that almost could be interpreted that the only way for players to be in an unsafe environment is if somebody uses the crown of that helmet. (laughs) Forget about any other thing that happens in a football game, just as long as they don't use the crown of that helmet. And how big is that crown? By the way, that, I'm telling you right now that their field is safe as all can be, except if somebody takes that three inches of the crown of their helmet, then, hey, there's going to be a problem. I mean, how dumb is it? You talk about the safety of the players, and you write a rule that's so stupidly written. I mean, come on. Morons. It can't be that hard. I'm sorry. It can't be that hard. They just look more and more stupid each year. With calls like this.
1: No, they do. You know, but regardless, targeting aside, uh, that obviously is not what, uh, of course, lost Ohio State no, the
0: game. we got outcoached again.
1: You know, they still get yeah, – I don't fully got outcoached. Uh, there were some instances uh, which could have been better, uh, but I think it was a pretty – well, coach game from Ryan Day. It was a decently coached S- game,
0: but at the end of the quote-unquote day, Ohio State probably, I, I would argue, is a better team this year than the Georgia Bulldogs. Similarly, Ohio State was a better team in 2019 than the Clemson Tigers. They were not a better team than the Alabama Crimson Tide in 2020, right? But... They were a better team than Georgia. And there are many examples, but let's just take the last drive. And I'll use this as a very quick aside to praise a vehement praise of CJ Stroud. You know, the way you know kind of you know dissed him a little bit in the last you know couple of episodes. Um that was a performance. That was his best performance because When he ran, he did it and wasn't scared. He did it because you knew damn well he was going to get every freaking yard to try to win that game. He wanted that game, and that was awesome. That was incredible to see. So hats off uh, to C.J. Stroud. But once he gets to that first down, seriously, you are are position playing for a 50-yard vehicle. How freaking stupid is that? I'm sorry. That's poor coaching. And that's just one example. But that whole sequence with 19 seconds left was, I mean, I felt like I was watching Jimbo Fisher try to score from the one-yard line on Alabama at that point. It was that dumb in what they were trying to do. And that's what I mean is, yes, he's a great coach. I mean, fantastic. He's now been to three playoffs, one national championship game. The guy is a great coach, right? But – now we're talking about the rarest of rare, and that is getting the national championship. To go from great, right? Because I talk about the spectrum of coaches. You know, and I say Harbaugh is a good coach. And if he hangs around, gets another playoff, maybe gets to the championship game, I, I will transition him to great coach right now. But I say he's a good coach. Um, and, and I've already talked about that spectrum. But, but there's that, that thing, that very rare object. Our precious, that is called the national championship that eludes him because of coaching mistakes. He's a great coach, but not quite elite yet. And frankly, it was because of mistakes like that one. And not all of him, when I say coaching, it's not just the head coach. Um, I, Jim Knowles, I this is the biggest mystery right now <laughs> because. Basically, what happened is Ohio State paid two million dollars for people like me just to feel pretty good, right? Because if you look at our season um, with the exception of uh, obviously of the Oregon game, right, um, Very similar. Uh, in some cases, not not a lot. I mean, there. But but yeah, when you, you throw in the Northwestern game and why, and you throw in uh, the Maryland game and why on, on on that, and the closeness of the Notre Dame game and, and some of those others, then yeah, it had a similar feeling. But I felt better all year, <laughs> and uh, that's that's essentially what we did: is we paid two million dollars to make people like myself just you know feel better about you know having a great team up until you get to the playoffs. Um, and then the complete choke job on defense is bizarre to me. I, I don't know what to make of it.
1: I think the defense was better, uh, but I still think it was the issues with uh,
0: the back end that we had. And I, But, but and that's what's so bizarre to me because – you know, I, I before it was easy. Oh, Kerry Coombs, he's a terrible, you know, defensive coordinator. He's a terrible defensive backs coach, and you didn't get a lot. You would get argument if you call him a poor defensive backs coach because a lot of people believe that you know he put all these players in the NFL and it was all because of him, right? I don't believe that. I don't think he was all that good of a defensive backs coach, but I'll I'll, I'll capitulate on that. But point is, is <laughs> we have talent in that secondary and, and, and frankly versus last year more experience and theoretically better coaches i i just i don't i don't i don't i can't put a finger on this one you know did we do a bad hire in our defensive backs coach yeah watson is that the guy walton sorry walton he 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 came from the NFL, and that's another funny one, by the way, that I always oh I I got this guy from the NFL. So what? Where where did they come from? Did they come from the Cleveland Browns? You know, some other terrible team? I mean, well, you know, he came from the NFL. Um, so what? Mm-hmm. You know, I I I, uh, I don't know. I just I can't figure out because that's what it's feeling right now is maybe we just made a really bad hire. In our secondary catch. Because otherwise I can't put a finger on what the heck happened the last three games, really four or five games of the season, you know, um, from a defensive perspective. Right. And it it was the defense that lost us that
1: game. You know, there was a— yeah big swing and it was a heavyweight fight right Ohio State was up 21-7 Georgia comes back on a 17-0 run and then Ohio State another their own 17-0 run and, and then Georgia finishes 18-3 and you know the fourth quarter of the past two games Ohio State gives up you know, over uh you know in both games a thousand yards and 38 points in that fourth quarter and look at the end of the day Ohio State still gave up 400 passing yards uh Georgia still ran pretty effectively on Ohio State and actually didn't stick with it, uh, which is kind of surprising uh, because when when they did, they were actually pretty effective. But uh, Georgia got almost nine yards of play, which is just insane. It is insane. And that's, it's horrible. And yeah, you know, the the defense had some opportune moments and they, they made some good plays, but I mean, you can't give up that many yards of offense. And, yeah, again, the, the red zone defense, which has always been a struggle um, this year, it reiterates its ugly head again, uh, especially that last drive. And, and yeah, some of the play calling didn't help at times. Uh, overall was much better, but there were some instances. Even at that fake punt in fourth and one, uh, you, you still, like, all the timeout, you should've, should've, probably should have went for it, even though you're up two scores. Uh, I think you could have got that fourth and one. But, yeah, regardless, uh, the offense did enough to win this game. Uh, the defense lost it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Know, which if you score un- 41 points in a playoff game, you should win. Otherwise, you're Oklahoma. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And that's what they did. They basically, yeah, they were, if Lincoln Riley stayed at Oklahoma and had a slightly better defense, you know, that might be what you would see <laughs> is, is, is that game.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, it's going
1: to uh, unfortunate end uh, to for a lot of players, especially CJ, uh, because... I knew he was a great quarterback and we've already said that uh, lucky to have him and he proved, proved everybody, everybody why Uh, we just said he just has to run the ball uh, when, when he needs to, not all the time when he needs to. And that's exactly what he did when he needed to. Right. Uh, And the rest, he just torched Georgia. And he actually, you know, from what he struggled with, I think in the past, and that's actually kind of stepping up into the pocket through pressure, uh, he did that extremely well, and that's what uh, you know. He was that's what allowed him to score a lot of points too. I think uh, because he has the accuracy, and I think uh, obviously you know we'll have to watch the quarterbacks um, upcoming, uh, and even CJ. The first couple of games struggled with accuracy, but CJ is one of the most accurate quarterbacks I think we've had, and yeah, uh, that's absolutely. that's going to be missed <laughs> for sure next year.
0: Maybe. You know, again, I mean, you didn't know what you were going to get with C.J. Stroud that first game. You didn't. Anybody that says they did is lying because he had not even thrown a pass in a game up until that first start, right? Um, His lone touchdown, bizarrely, was a, what, an 80-yard run or some such, you know, a really long touchdown run. So you didn't know what you were going to get with C.J. Stroud, and... You know, thankfully we got what we got. It's Kyle McCord, and that's a, a, I've already said it. I mean, it's bizarre to me how people are like you know uh, struggling, worrying about what we're going to do about a quarterback. <laughs> we've got, we've got uh, McCord was a five star quarterback. I know that that's not the end all be all. I mean, I you know look at you know Uwe Galele for for you know DJ right. I mean, he's got a transfer. He wasn't the best, but Still you don't know what you're gonna get from him. You know, give him a chance. Um and then Devin Brown, I think what he was a high four star or some such. Um gonna be fine at yes, quarterback. I'm not, another I'm four not star like that. But,
1: yeah, so I they'll be loaded there. And yeah, kinda of looking ahead, obviously, thank goodness we get our receivers back, especially Marvin Harrison. Because uh, they are going to be needed. Uh, obviously, Mayan Williams and uh, Travion are going to be back. So, um, by all accounts, you know we're, we're still going to have a loaded skill room. It's you know the offensive line obviously losing two tackles is, is going to be tough. Um, that's something we're going to have to watch them trying to replace because uh, they are going to need the uh, they are going to need those guys. Those those were some big dudes and uh, they played really well. So uh, those are going to be hard to replace.
0: Yeah, but don't you worry. Uh, We're gonna yeah, go out into that portal, and we are going to get a kicker.
1: <laughs> yes, although I do think they are looking at a uh, tackle from Washington State, so we'll see how that goes. But yes, that's what uh, and that's uh, defense, what we need to do. Uh,
0: we need to plug. We need to get yeah. into that game. Um, and that's one of the things. The lessons from this year for me is we do need to be be a bit smarter ourselves about how we use the transfer portal. And it's not like we've been, we've had some success. Justin Fields, right? You know, we got the guy um, from Rutgers that turned out to be a really good offensive lineman. So I, I think we need to get a couple of tackles out of the portal and we, and and we need to get a couple of the defensive variety as well. Um, Good to see that we got, what was it a safety from Syracuse or, Uh, We got this. Yeah, I believe
1: safety, but yeah, defensive back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I don't know how good he is. He going to be apparently fairly highly thought of, but you know, McAllister, you know, he came in. I thought he was going to do more than he did, but at the end of the day, he had that one game where he just you know he had a couple of interceptions. He was looking really good, but other than that, he didn't seem to make much of an impact to me um, in that terrible secondary. So. um, you know, who knows what to think of, of, of this guy, but you know, at least they're looking. Um, cause, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if they think can get a couple with... of uh, offensive uh, linemen out of the portal, you know, continue the development, uh, and, and that offensive line can be solid. The offense is going to be great, I think, next year. I'll probably take a step back because, again, don't know what you're going to get out of McCord. I think it'll be fine, but it may not be uh c j. Stroud circa twenty twenty two so it's really the defense. Shore up that secondary um, Give Larry Johnson his walking papers um figure out how to solve this mystery of why we can't get uh a defensive tackle, but you know maybe one a year. You know, yeah, because we'll get a decent defensive tackle. You know, hey, we got this four-star guy out of blah, blah, blah. But no, if you want to win these playoffs now, Ryan Day, you got to get multiple defensive tackles in the middle of that line that's going to make it frustrating for teams like Georgia. Because that was part of the problem as well, defensively, is yet again, we couldn't get pressure from those guys in the middle when we needed to. And until we can get there, it's not going to happen. Until he can get there and get a good, solid defensive line, like we had in 2002, like we had in 2014 and 15, um, I don't know that it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, the defensive line plus the other main uh, issue obviously cornerbacks leaving, too. Uh, like Johnson, uh, you losing Cameron Brown, who was actually one of our better corners, but he was injured most of the year. It's a lot of our. We have a lot of talent, but there's a lot of young guys.
0: So Sonny Styles uh, uh, had a big presence in this championship game. I don't think J.K. Johnson did at all. Right? Leave you, know, J.K. Johnson. No, I don't but care. But he started.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah our secondary sucks. He did start if five a second if
0: one of our secondary guys that's not Sunny Styles <laughs> decides to leave, good, go. You were terrible. You know, Denzel Burke decides he wants to get good. You know, I, I unless you're going to say oppositely, hey, I recognize that I didn't do a great job and I am going to get at everything I've got to be better next year. I'll stand behind you. If you come out and say that Denzel Burke, yeah, I'll say you. Say, yeah, let's let's support this guy. But at this point, if any of these guys in the secondary otherwise decide they're going to jump in the transfer portal, they don't get any support from me because they stunk.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think Denzel Burke returning next year will be the most senior of the quarterbacks, which he did struggle this year, uh, and so I, I hope he can have a good off
0: season. I, I yeah, he struggled big time in that in that championship game. He looked silly in a couple he of did. times trying to tackle a guy. I, I seem to remember one point when you know he was trying to tackle the guy. The guy drug him for about five yards. Yeah,
1: and he'll need to get better. I think he can, and I hope he does because we'll need a, a more ventured presence, especially in the secondary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, defense is going to be secondary and defensive line, like we always talked about. Offense is going to be offensive line. And the schedule is a little bit tougher next year. They have six road games and uh, breaking in a, in a new quarterback. So obviously we'll talk about that more in the off season. Right. But uh, in terms of now, obviously ending the season, not the way we want. Still proud uh, of the Buckeyes. It was a hell of a game. Uh, and they played their hearts out. So yeah. that's, that's all you could ask for. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very proud um, of the team. I'm they, very proud
0: they, to they, be an Ohio State fan. Happy to be an Ohio State fan. I feel like Chevy Chase on the old Saturday Night Live doing the news. He, when you say, you know, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. Um, yeah, hey, you know, we make it to the playoffs and you don't. You know, so, hey, I'm happy yeah. to be a <laughs> an Ohio State fan. And I am proud of the performance. I, I yeah. do feel... Uh, disappointed, because I really do think that we should have won the game, but the, the team did play an amazing game, generally speaking.
1: Yes, they did, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, when you meet equal talent, uh, who who wants it just the same, sometimes uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out in your favor. So, hats off again to Georgia. We'll get into that preview. Uh, uh, i I do think Georgia is going to win their second national title. Uh, hats off to TCU as well, beating Michigan. Uh, Michigan still was the better team in that game, now, they still should have won. But TCU made the big plays and they scored a lot of a lot of points. Uh, you know, thanks to two pick sixes by McCarthy. <laughs> that was so uh, fun. I, I love that. Uh, that was, it was awesome. You know, be rooting for TCU. I don't think they'll have uh, the horses against Georgia and be able to exploit them uh, like Ohio State did. I think they'll they're, they'll definitely try their best. They're going to give it everything they have. Uh, I think ultimately Georgia will win, but I think it'll. I think th- they'll still make it a pretty competitive game.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I think TCU. I don't think they're going to win, but I, I, I think they're going to cover that spread. Um I think Georgia is probably, you know, with Ohio State gone, certainly the best team this year, clearly. You know, they they won it, right? They're undefeated. Um they they are deserving of being in there, but I I tend to think they're not quite as good as you know some of the champions in the past, you know, themselves included you know some of the really good alabama teams or you know last year's georgia team um so really good don't get me wrong but I, I i i do think based off of ohio state's performance um the georgia can be had if tcu comes in with the right charmed uh game plan
1: yeah i think so uh, ultimately I did choose Georgia to to cover. I know it's almost two touchdowns. Uh, I do think they'll pull away at the end. Uh, But I I wouldn't be surprised if TCU uh, kept it somewhat
0: close. Righto. Okay. So I, I think really what you're trying to say now is, although somewhat somber, you are still all mesmerized by another fantastic episode of Buckeye Bumbers with Bailey Willoughby. With
1: Absolutely, uh, stay tuned. Next episode: Championship Recap. And uh, looking forward to next year for the Ohio State Buckeyes. So, until then, take care and go Bucks.